Are call centers dead for the roofing industry? I would say just straightforward, no. Call centers are not dead in roofing or any industry. Tim, there are professionals out there that are on the DNC list and their full-time jobs are to wait for that sucker to call them, act like they're interested, get the contractor out there, and all of a sudden they're like, ha, gotcha, I'm on the do not call list. I've already filed all this. I'll collect my check. Hey, I was going to Sim Brown, and this is the Hook Better Leads Podcast. And I've got Tim Pencil of Hail 911 and Elite Call go. are the two brands, right? Um, yeah, Hail 911 and Elite Call, yep. How are you doing, sir? How is uh, How are roofing call centers? We're going to talk about if roofing call centers are dead and what's happening with all that. We're going to go through DNC, do not call lists, where call centers are going in the future, all these things on this podcast for roofing, for roofing guys. So, but if you don't mind, Tim, give me just a little bit of your personal background and the background of the company. Um, how long have you guys been around? Yeah, we've been around for close to 25 years now. Um, started in the mortgage industry. Um, and then when that collapsed, our call center kind of focused on other pillars and roofing was the, the big one that we got into. Um, full US based have always been it collapsed. What happened? Sorry, I don't know the backstory. What happened there? So uh, and, and uh, the mortgage industry when the financial crisis happened, um, mm. you know, our main pillar was just mortgages, we were doing oh, hot okay. transfers, okay. Uh, for quick and loans and, and all the largest players in the country. Um, when the mortgage industry collapsed, that center kind of collapsed with it. So it was a big learning, uh, learning <laughs> curve for our centers, right? You can't just survive on one pillar. Uh, of business and we started getting more and more into roofing uh, and now today you know through elite call and hail 911 we're in pretty much any home service um, industry or, or service that you can imagine uh, not just roofing but HVAC plumbing electrical things like that um, yeah. all across the board so you've seen a lot of different industries um, and, and particularly like this question of our call centers dead I'd love you to like kind of answer that for roofing first though. Yeah. Are, are call centers dead for the roofing industry and, and or what's changing about them? Yeah, absolutely. I, I would say just straightforward. No call centers are not dead in roofing or any industry, right? It's one of the oldest forms of marketing. Um, Grant Cardone lives and swears and dies by it. Pick up the phone, make some calls, get some sales. Um, it's something that's always been around. Um, where it was back then and where it is now, things are adapting, right? There's AI technologies that are uh, uh, a big top topic right now. There's DNC laws that are constantly changing in states. Yeah, like it's crazy, like air.com or whatever, like the, the like customer service representative or yeah. the follow-up stuff, like it's, it's AI, you can tell it's AI, but it is kind of crazy and it's like, that will be a challenger probably for your guys' business a little bit, or are you guys adopting some of that? Yeah, we're adopting some AI technologies into our centers, um, and we're coming up with ways to combat that and really have human touch feel, uh, which you know, internal database dialing customers, past customers, has been a big strategy about that. But I always say business is always changing, and you can either adapt and change with it, or you can be left behind, and, and unfortunately, sometimes some companies don't, and they die from it, right? It's always mm -hmm. adapting and changing and staying up to uh, date with trends um, and, yeah. and making sure that you are adapting as different technologies are being into play. So, so uh, yeah, we, we are. What's changed? 
like for roofing companies hiring call centers like what's different like let's say you tried this five years ago and it didn't work for you or something let's say a different call center or whatever that's like what's what's something that's changed that's like this is pretty new you should try this um i i, I wouldn't say that too much has changed from that aspect um it, it's if you tried it five years ago you know technologies and ways of data that you're pulling to get in contact with these homeowners or potential businesses on the commercial side has changed. Um, you know, we, we use softwares like Zoom Info, uh, where we can literally put in a business name or larger scale like Nike, for example, and we're getting C-level management's numbers, cell phone numbers that we can reach out to and get in contact with. You go back 10 years ago or so uh, on the B2B side, you know, you're going through gatekeepers and uh, trying to find decision makers that way. There's way much, much more technologies through AI mm -hmm. and uh, else what with data sources that you're able to reach people like never before. Mm -hmm. um, and you guys do call, you do call center stuff for residential and commercial? Residential, yeah, residential, getting contractors in front of homeowners to go meet with them and go do inspections. And then on the commercial side, meeting with decision makers uh, to go meet with them and, and do assessments on the roof as well. It feels like also after storm stuff. So I've heard some good things about you guys, like after a storm, for instance, to just set up appointments um, just after a storm. Because yeah. you know, it's hard to, yeah. you got to get out there five ways, right? Like I always say you should have five good solid lead generation sources. And I think like, it sounds like you guys have had some success on that. What's working right now? as a, a company call, like, cause I, I guess they can do it themselves too, right? Like, so they, what's working right now in calling homeowners after a storm? They could uh, do it themselves, but I always like to be an advocate for delegating. Um, mm -hmm. And what's working in, from a call center perspective, obviously, is you wanna be proactive and make sure you're early on these phone calls. There are so many other call centers out there from Mexico and Philippines and elsewhere that don't really abide to the DNC rules. They don't really care. They're calling these homeowners 30, 40 times uh, in a row. Um, and so it gets saturated quickly from a call center. So when you're trying to call, whether you're using an outsourced partner or you're doing it yourself, um, you wanna make sure that you're quick to it um, and, and you're getting right to the phones uh, rather than waiting a couple weeks because that's all it takes uh, before it starts to die down a little bit. I'm just an investigative journalist sometime on these things. So like with a do not call list, how does that work? Like, do they, if I was a, a roofing company owner or like I was telling my admin to call yeah. on a list, what am I doing? Like, do, do I have to make sure that we're like referencing, cross-referencing do not call? How does so, that work? What does the physical list look like? How does this really work actually? Yeah, so you pull a, a neighborhood of data and you, whatever data house you use, you know, we use a variety, but you get their home phones and cell phones. Well, if you're not inside the country, you know, you don't really care. You just dial that Can whole list. Can you give a couple of examples of those data house just so somebody wanted to try or whatever? I, I'm, I'm not the uh, data, data expert. I'm not going to lie. I actually don't have. Uh, okay, that's fine. That's fine. I'm just, I was just curious if you had a couple of those up. I can, I can uh, put them in the links for the, for the podcast don't worry, viewers. Don't worry about it. I don't think any, like, no offense. Like, I think that's very unlikely like, what, to go do all this and systematize it. It's a lot of work. So I understand yeah. the reasoning behind 
outsourcing it. It's just trying to understand how this is evolving, what's painful about it now. Um, okay, yeah, so you get this database. Yeah, so you get this database, say, of 30,000 homes. Well, it's not really going to be 30,000 when you scrub it to the state and federal do not call list. People ah. are getting spammed all the time from out-of-country centers, uh, which I keep saying, or other businesses, and they're sick of it. So they register for the do not call list. Well, if you want to make sure you're compliant and you're not going to get these substantial fines if you're trying to do it internally from calling someone on do not call list, you got to make sure that you go to the sites, you plug in all the data, the, the, the data list that you have, and you make sure that none of those numbers are on the DNC, which uh, a lot of them are. You're, you're that 40,000. Okay, so briefly, you said fines, the consequences, is that the like expense like what kind of fines like, i'm just curious like what is i the... mean they could range you know five thousand to fifty thousand you know if you get yeah. the wrong the, the wrong situation um and it's like is that actually common state. like how often does that really happen tim there are professionals out there that are on the dnc list and their full-time jobs are to wait for that sucker to call them act like they're interested get the contractor out there and all of a sudden they're like ha huh, gotcha i'm on the do not call list I've already filed all this. I'll collect my check. Uh, there, there are some, there are some individuals out there that are just waiting for you to call them, licking their chops, so they can get that fine money. Um, it's, it's Crazy. a real serious thing. Yeah. Okay. Um, let's pivot a little bit. We can come back to this topic of whether they're dead and how they're changing and stuff like that. But I know we talked about how different industries like well, this podcast is for roofing but there's H the hvac industry is kind of a little bit more sophisticated on the maintenance plans and the ongoing stuff yeah um can you tell me any ideas you have right now or you guys are like exploring with how can people use call centers to create ongoing relationships with homeowners yeah absolutely um so roofing industry compared to other home services i know you mentioned hvac um they live and die by maintenance agreements and keeping their current customers current roofing in this industry i'm sure many would agree it's a different breed you know there's there's uh situations where there is not really any uh uh, uh data or, or customer base it's all do 2000 roofs next year you got to figure out how to do 3000 roofs and you're never really keeping your current customers current so what i always say is whatever form of marketing it is call centers mailers seo you want to be having all these different touches you can um, on homeowners, on current customers and past customers to make sure that, A, you're maintaining a relationship with them, so you're retaining them as a customer for a lifetime. And so the whole idea behind that is, from a call center perspective, you can be calling your customers that you just did a build on four years ago, get, keep setting up appointments to stay in front of them, um, and, and really make sure that you're utilizing any form of communication you can uh, to keep in that current customer current. Yeah, I think it's just kind of like an obsession with the high ticket that sometimes happens in roofing and like yeah. just not fully appreciating. And I mean, like I'm judging from the outside. I don't have a roofing company, but like not fully appreciating the beauty of low ticket offers and like right. ongoing maintenance agreements that it's not necessarily about the money. No. If you could, if you have a bigger company, if you could break even, and this is what they do over in HVAC, they break even on the ongoing stuff, the uh -huh. maintenance stuff, but then they own them. They own them. They own that if customer. They, if they own the customer, they own the next time the big thing's getting replaced. And right. they, get, they get to know when it's going to get replaced with data, right? And even on the HVAC side, they also are like getting analytics now, like 
physical analytics. They have smart AC. This is, right. I think this is going to happen in roofing. This is why I'm going to talk about it. Okay. They have smart AC, which is like, there's, it's like sensors that go around in key areas of the house around moisture levels and temperature. And so that they can kind of like ongoing monitor like key data for the home. And I think that's going to happen in roofing. I think there's going to be some like ongoing data. And I do know that the smartest operators in roofing are really concerned with that ongoing data and relationship. And like, if you could go at least once a year and do like company cam photos of, right. of the property and know what the, like the ages of things are, just how valuable that could be. So like, I don't know. I don't think we're alone out here on the front of like, I think the cutting edge of roofing is interested in these maintenance agreements. Yeah. Commercial roofing is interested in these maintenance agreements. And now if residential could figure this out, then there's just a little bit more of like a the stickiness. With right. The it's, it's, it's keeping those current customers uh, current, like I had just said, yeah. right? And yeah. uh, you're right. I mean, the, the idea of being able to see these, these homeowners uh, twice a year, what, what happens today is you re-roof re -roof them, a new storm comes in, and they're going with that door knocker. They're not going back mm -hmm. with you. You know, they're going on John Doe's roofing company that knocked their door, and they're, they're going with them. But however, if you could have your customers on some sort of membership plan, you're adding tremendous value to them where it makes sense to pay $10, $15 a month. Um, you're going to be able to keep in mind, keep in sight, and you're going to be able to, like you said, keep it like glue with these customers, right? Um, you're not doing it for the $15 or $20. You're not doing it for the low tickets. You're doing it knowing that you're keeping these current customers current and that eventually you're going to get the roof bought out of it when a storm comes through. So, Join the future of roofing at offers.roofle.com. Stand out, save time, earn more. Yeah, it hasn't, it, apparently it hasn't been compelling enough. I've heard enough, I've heard like five roofers doing really good maintenance plans or like ongoing, you know, roof maintenance. Yeah. Um, but I haven't heard, and a lot of times there'll be guys that started kind of by doing gutter cleanings or something. Right. As a way to knock doors with a low ticket offer to get on the roof. Cause that's a cool way to do it. Right. Like, and I bet right. you that would work on phone, uh, phones as well. Like, it's like sometimes when you do direct marketing and more like almost like sales in, you know, like, cause you guys are kind of selling into these homes, right? Right. It's lower ticket is easier. Like let's swoop in. Right. Like it's so any other things you've learned on like lower ticket things in different industries that would yeah, have yeah, I mean, it's it's not always about the, the high high tickets. Like in HVAC, you know, you just want to get into the door. And like, for example, I'll relate it back to roofing, but we'll set up appointments for $59 tune-ups on their ACs mm -hmm. or furnaces. And those HVAC companies don't mind the $49, $59, $69. They're doing it to get in the house. Uh, again, keeping your current customer current, there's upsell opportunities where that $59 ticket turns into you know, a, a $5,000 sale, um, over time, whether it's then or, you know, two years from now. Um, and so it's the, the, the lower ticket items, um, you know, you're going to get opportunities out of them, uh, down the road. I mean, it's, 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 and it's really the cost. Of, I think it's like the cost of acquiring a customer. Like, so it, and I'm, I don't have this for our company, so I wish I did kind of, um, but like, 
it's, it's expensive. It's more expensive, it's really expensive to try to acquire a customer with the highest ticket all the time. That's right. why like I always recommend with Google ads and other things, like if you can do repairs, if you're open to doing repairs, then okay, then you can use that as lead gen. And sometimes you do the repair and sometimes you find a replacement, right? So it's right. the same idea, just it lowers the cost of acquisition per customer and then allows you to upsell into your higher ticket. Like I think like cost of acquisition, every single marketing strategy, including calls, I would guess, is gonna go down. Cost of acquisition is gonna go down if you have these lower tickets, so. Right, yeah, you talk about cost actually, and I'll relate a call center to this for roofers, yeah. whether you do it internally or use a partner. Um, so many people put an emphasis on their ads or phone calls of, hey, Ms. Johnson, let's come out and do a free, no cost, no obligation inspection. You know, it's not gonna cost you a dime. And there's not a whole lot of value in there because when you pitch free or these low barrier values, um, you know, th there's no expectations when you come out there that mm -hmm. you're gonna come out and get the replacement. So for us, you know, if you're calling for storm restoration, trying to get replacements over the phone, we have a, a big emphasis on just educating the homeowners, right? Don't just pitch free, no cost to try getting out there. Let them know, hey, listen, you know, we just got Susie's house down the street approved for a new roof covered by insurance from storm damage that we found in your neighborhood. Let us come out, we'll do a no cost inspection, but more importantly, if we find anything similar, we're gonna make sure we keep your home protected as well. Now, when you, when you educate them and you put the emphasis on why exactly you're coming out there, it's gonna make it a whole lot easier for your team uh, to close that deal and get a replacement out of it if you rather if you just pitched a, a free no cost no obligation inspection so yeah low ticket items are important um but you got to make sure that you're educating throughout those uh, especially you know from a phone call perspective awesome and you you know man that was so good that's so good any other like things like that where it's like the way you position it on the phones really matters that you guys have been learning yeah, um, I mean, that that's a big piece right there is uh, just education. Um, mm -hmm. And don't come up with this like long, lengthy uh, booklet of, of a script, right? Be conversational, be personal with these homeowners that you're calling and just let them know uh, why you're coming out there and it's ultimately to help uh, protect them and, 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 and to take care of them, right? If you could really put a few bullet points together on what you're gonna say to them, that you're getting the message across that we're here to help you and we want to keep your home protected. That's a good word to use. Um, it, it's going to make a comfort level for them rather than if you're just trying to sell them something over the phone. So uh, we, we always say don't sell. Uh, it's, 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 it's how can we help? Uh, and, and, and if you can come across that you're like you're trying to help your neighbor, or your best friend uh, or your family member and you talk to them that way, uh, you're going to have a way higher conversion booking appointments and you're going to have a lot higher closing percentage uh, when you go about it that way. Yeah, because I don't, I'll be real, I don't love calls, but like it's more stressful to me if I can feel them reading. Right, yeah. You know what I mean? I'm, like it's, it's, it's reading off a bolt. Yeah, it doesn't. It kind of hurts a little. And like I, I want them, I, I, because I've made calls and I, because I've cold called and I recommend it to any business owner, try it. Right. The experience is a good experience. It's a good experience because you learn that you need to get quick to the point on your value, especially if you don't know if somebody's interested. So you have to relate it back into their pain and their frustration right. to help 
you know, like I'm not an expert in this. I've probably made like 200 calls in my entire life, right? Like so. Well, you're right. You only have a few seconds to really yeah. gather their their attention, so um, you don't like, have very long. Anything else on those hooks? This quick, how to get into their head? Like, what have you seen work? Come on, give us your secret sauce. That's it. We we hit three bullet points on the call. Every single agent that comes in here, we tell them to hit bullet points. It's one that we're you know, let the homeowner know. You know, huge hailstorm comes through Dallas Fort Worth, three inch hail. Um, you know, let them know, hey, Miss Johnson, you know, Tim from a local leading roofing contractor, or if you want to use your company name, you can. Uh, just to touch on that real quick, we never use our, our clients' uh, names up front. Yeah, that's smart. That's smart. Because, because there's these call centers, again, that don't care about the DNC laws, and they're calling these homeowners 35 times. We don't want to be the 36th uh, caller and say, hey, this is Tim with ABC Construction. They're going to be like, you're the one that's been calling me. Boom, bad review, complaints, uh, you know, uh, DNC violation if you called the wrong person, yeah. and now you're you're screwed. So uh, that's smart. That's really smart. And then you like don't because it's not necessarily a positive brand impression. You're kind of interrupting their day. Right. So it's like at least avoiding the name so that like the negative, you know. And then if it turns into a positive conversation, then you know, fine. But uh, yeah. like, it, I like that. Um, yeah, so as far as those quick hooks at the beginning, yeah, local, of local roofing contractor, I'll give you the whole spiel here. This is our formula. So local yeah. roofing contractor, and then you let them know, you know, Hey, listen, we're finding a lot of damage in the area from the storm that just came through. So reference the storm, um, you know, we're getting a lot of homeowners in the area approved for new roofs covered by insurance from that want to come out, give you a no cost or a, a complimentary inspection. We like to say. Uh, we want to come out, give you a complimentary inspection, and if we find any similar damage, we're going to make sure that we keep your home protected as well. Mm. Um, so that's not word for word. I'm not telling anyone to use that word for word. The main yeah. point is you want to use bullet points and put your own twist on it, but let them know you're finding damage, you're helping others out uh, from that damage, getting them new roofs, and that you want to come out. And if you find anything similar, you're going to make sure you, you do the same for them. Right? How it simple would work is that? For me. It would work for me. And you were talking a little bit. I, I it's, it's weird to talk about, but you were talking about, like, the Philippines and different areas of the world. Yeah. It's tough because we're certainly not saying that it's, it, it could be xeno, xenophobic or something like that, right? Like, yeah. It could be like, but the point is, is... Oh man, I can't even talk about that. You can't even talk about that without it seeming seeming weird. Well, no, um, yeah, yeah. I mean, what, is, what is something though? Like you have found about being a all U.S. call center that like benefits your clients. I guess it's such a weird topic. It's I like, know, no, it's it's okay to talk about because it's not wrong to say that you know these these callers from outside the country. I mean, we live in a world today with so many spam calls and even if they're not spam callers that that out of the country is where most of these calls are coming from so they automatically associate uh that phone call as a scam and a lot of people are hanging up right away and so um i always like to say when you're when you're utilizing an outbound call center partner or you're doing it yourself you want to make sure that that person's representing your company in the same way that you'd represent yourself right when i set up an appointment and you know, you use another call center outside the country. Um, when you pull up in your trucks and your salesperson gets out, that first thing that homeowners associating uh, you with is how that phone call went. They have that phone call in the back of their mind. And so you really want to make sure your brand impression is in line with who you're partnering with. Right. And so um, it's, 
it's hard to talk about. I mean, I, I, yeah, I don't yeah. want to be I that guy. Know, like I've listened to a lot of calls on the inbound side. Cause we, we listen to calls, right? On the inbound side, when people have outside the country call centers, like there's a little bit different of a cultural expectation too, where it's like, this is all weird to talk about, like I said, Tim, but like, there's like a little bit of like, when when you do that, sometimes there's like a, um, I've listened to calls where somebody's kind of put on the back burner a little bit with that person, or they feel like they got too much going on. And um, there's just like a cultural expectation of fast in the US, like, right? Like, yeah. there's a little bit of like, a, there's a, we expect to be the main thing going on if we're on the phone with you. Urgency. You know yeah. what I mean? And like, so there's a certain like kind of vibe and cultural expectation sometimes that it doesn't always go the same way. Um, on the inbound side, is there anything that you've seen? It sounds like a lot of your competitors are in different countries. Is there anything that you've seen that like people when they switch to you guys really appreciated about your service, whether it be the in us or anything else that you guys find that people like when they switch over? If you truly believe in what you're doing and you want to be the best version of yourself and you want to build a great organization, there's no other place to do that besides the Roofing Academy. Yeah, um, so there's a lot of problems as well with the appointment set uh, from some of these other call centers. Not to bash on anyone, uh, but there's... And in lead generation, you talk to any roofer that's done it, they'll tell you the horror stories that they've experienced, right? Where it, maybe it's the homeowner, I had no idea why you're coming out there. Uh, they, you know, they didn't even say yes on the phone, but that, that lead gen program just booked it to book an appointment. Um, you know, the, the, you get out there and the homeowner's slamming the door in your face. Um, you know, there, there's things like that, that that's happened over and over and over again. Um, and unfortunately, a lot of that stuff comes from these lead gen programs that are outside the country. And so when someone switches over to us, we're world-class experience oriented. Um, and, and, and so when we're setting up appointments, we're much more quality focused over quantity. And that's a big thing you get when you keep it in the States. That's a good point you brought up about inbound. When you keep uh, the, the outbound perspective in the States, it's a whole different quality level um, than it is from outside the country. Um, and so that's what people get when they keep it here. You want to do it internally, keep it in the States. You want to use us, full U.S.-based outbound call center. Um, you know, there, there's different quality levels to it. So um, I, I'd say the overall quality, Tim, long-winded answer uh, is, is what people are most appreciative of. And that's what you're going to get uh, keeping it in the States, you know. Why do you think people, some people do think call centers are dead? With the DNC stuff or like what, what is it? Why do you think there is some perception around that? Uh, it's an old school marketing, right? I mean, there's so much cool things you could do now online. Everyone lives online. Everyone has a phone and it's important. You know, I could door knock and get face to face with these people. Um, you know, mailers, it's, it's, it's an old school marketing tactic that I think people are, uh, how I said adapt or die. Uh, people associate call center sometimes with old school methods of marketing. Um, you know, but it's, it's not, it's something that's always worked. You can get someone on the phone right where you want them and book an appointment, uh, not waiting for them to respond to something. Um, you know, it's, it's, uh, the warmest possible lead you can get. 
Uh, but mm -hmm. I, I think people view it as old school marketing. The old school is the new school. It's, it's still working. Um, you just have to fine tune it and, and find ways to make it work. And if somebody works with you guys um, on this, like what is, what, are, what is like the cost um, and how, how do you pay? Do you pay per 100 calls made? Do you pay per lead set? What do you do? Yeah. So most of uh, the lead gen companies in our space is uh, pay per appointment package based. Um, I'll go back to some of these other lead gen companies. They're selling leads for like 80 or 90 or 100 bucks per appointment booked. Uh, depending on what package that a, a contractor goes with, we're right now anywhere from 350 to 250 per appointment. So we're almost double, triple than what most uh, lead gen programs are. Um, but again, you're kind of getting what you pay for, right? We we serve in a different level of excellence uh, compared to most out there. Uh, I don't so know if it relates, but like I think about Facebook leads. Because fa face for, in comparison with Google leads and Facebook leads, Facebook yeah. leads are like just lower intent, and then our the stuff that we're doing with Google is a little higher intent. So it'd be like close. The Facebook leads would be closer to their price, and we're probably close. You know, on average, going to be closer to your price. Yeah. All all told, as far as like, um, so like just noting like there are one hundred percent different quality. It's the amount of intent. Do they have an actual intent to purchase? And I bet you there's some relation to what you guys are doing. Yeah, it is. I mean, same relation. Some intent to purchase. We have uh, the appointments we set. They have some intent to get a new roof covered by insurance, if at all possible, through those yeah. educational pieces that we're doing. So they're guaranteed appointments with someone that's going to be you know, allowing you on the roof to do the inspection that's expecting you to help them get a new roof. Um, you know, If you could pay 300 and get you know, a, a, a seven grand roof job or a 12 grand roof job out of it, um, you know, who wouldn't do that? Mm -hmm. So. Absolutely. Um, anything else you want to say about this topic of our roofing call centers dead? Uh, you, you, uh, I don't know, Tim. It's hard to say. I mean, I'm a little biased here, you know? I mean, I, yeah, I work not, at call I do, Hey, all I know is, like, roofers love tech, like, door knocking and call center like calling is kind of like not that unlike door knocking in a way it's like it complements each other very well yeah uh, it's like it's tactical it's going in um it's it's kind of aggressive it's kind of aggressive yeah um and I, I like do I like anything where you got five I like five I don't like for my own reasons, I don't like us to be the only lead generation tactic one company has. Like, that's no. terrifying to me. Like, we will get you leads and we will help you grow, but it's good to diversify. There's people that I know that had a killer marketing company, like not us, but like let's say a different killer marketing company, and like the company was recommending local service ads, and that was their main thing. They were spending $20,000 a month on local service ads, and then for some reason, that system changed and then they weren't right. at the top anymore for local service ads and then boom, everything's gone. just gone. That's, so you yeah. just don't want, just like you're saying, you don't want to just be focused on one vertical, one go to market kind of, it's nice to like, if you have some pillars, even at least three solid lead generation strategies, you're going to be much stronger than your competitor who only has one. Like right. you just think it's good to diversify, diversify, and as strong as you can get up, and some people will say, hey, Tim, like you're telling me this, this, this other thing's expensive. 
you know, elite call of Hillline Owens kind of expensive, and you're expensive, and then Facebook ads are expensive or whatever else, right? It's like, yeah, we have to put in blood, sweat, and tears as right. owners and founders at the beginning of our shit. Sometimes we're three of our lead gen strategies. Yeah. Some, sometimes I'm, I'm creating, like I did my own SEO, and I did, um, you know, I went to events, and then I also... I cold called, you know, like, or like I, I shouldn't claim that. I only cold called 200 people, but, um, you know, I did whatever it took and I had multiple lead gen strategies that I was doing personally. So it's not always right. just money. Sometimes when you're under 2 million, it's like time and effort and energy and sweat and door right. whatever yeah, it happens to be like, I respect all that hard work and we just have to like recognize we shouldn't be just resting on one yeah. particular lead gen the, the contractors out there that might, you know, we're in a tough spot in the economy right now. Money's sometimes tight with jobs being put out there. Some contractors are just getting started out. Um, if you don't have a, a ton of money stashed away for lead gen, you know, there's other avenues like you're talking about, Tim, um, where you can diversify and not have all of your eggs in one basket. You know, go out and door knock. Go get referrals. Make a referral uh, pillar for business out of the jobs mm -hmm. that you're already doing, right? Um, do SEO, uh, do a call center, do mailers with, with Dave with Dope. Um, <laughs> shout out, Dave. Um, yeah. But, you know, it's, it's the idea, like you said, you don't want to be under one pillar or have all your eggs in one basket. You want a full wheel of marketing solutions that are going to constantly spin and give you business and leads out of it. Um, that's going to help you grow and scale. So that way, when one of your programs does slow down, uh, because, you know, even marketing companies, Tim, as you know, are, are human. We don't have some secret formula or secret pill. Sometimes things go slow on our runs as well. But even when that happens, guess what? I have four or five other different sources that are constantly bringing me in stuff. So um, that, that's why I'd say if you have money, get four, five, six different sources. If you don't, there's still other ways you could through referral, time, word of mouth, lead gen. Time, yeah. energy, effort. You know, like you can learn Facebook ads. You can learn Google ads. You can learn... Uh, Surfside PPC on, Google, on YouTube is great for learning your own YouTube, uh, your own PPC ads, Google ads. Yeah. Um, I'm doing um, tutorials right now on YouTube for exactly how to do SEO from scratch. Like I'm giving it all away on a home service business. Like I'm I, every go. single week, I'm 30 minutes to an hour of just exactly what I would do next. And like every single week, I'm doing that. Um, That's and awesome. You know how to door. You know how to put your fist to a door, and I, I hope so. You know, like you know, you know, you know how to. I mean, if you had to make a call, right? Like the, those are the types of things. Like until you can start to delegate, and I do believe in delegation as well. As soon as you possibly can, start breaking it off. Start getting good ones because you're not gonna pure effort on your own. It's hard. Then you can't like. Cause it's almost easy, dude. These guys, and you know, a lot of these roofing company owners are good as good as hell at their own lead gen, whether it be door knocking or whatever. Yeah. But it's like we got to figure out how to make it go beyond us. Beyond how, us. How can I get my company to be running without me doing all yeah. this and wearing all the hats? And that's where delegation comes in, right? Find experts that are doing it in the same way that you can, or even better and you know, delegate your own time elsewhere. Delegate your time into training your staff up uh, to be the best versions of themselves. You know, delegate your sales team to just door knocking. There's 
so much different ways that you can utilize your time. Um, but you have to have that foundation set up first, right? I mean, you, you can't just get started out and then say, all right, you do this, you do this, you do that. Um, you know, a lot of times you have to have that foundation internally set up before you start looking for, for other solutions. But um, once you're at that point, then yes, it's very important to start focusing on where can I, where can I put my, my, my time, where can I put these pieces uh, to help me grow and scale. Tim, you got a, uh, you're a fairly young guy, right? How old are you? 24. You got a you got a spark right there of uh, right here. white dude. That actually looks pretty badass though. It's I like from a, it's from my fiance, man. It's uh, she's got me stressed out. Oh uh, really? <laughs> no, I'm just joking. Now it's a, it's a little birthmark that I've had since. Oh really? Uh, yeah, since like high school. It's pretty uh, cool, dude. Like I always like I there's a guy in our punk rock scene when I was like coming up. Uh, you know, I was a fan of punk rock bands, and yeah. like he had one of those, and I was like, dude, that's fucking sweet. It looks cool. Yeah, dude, it's, it's, uh, I, I always used to dye it, and uh, the girl was like, I like it. Why do you dye it? And so, you know, I've, I've kind of kept rocking with it. That's um, sweet, um, dude. I dig it. I think it is a good look. There we go. Um, I, I could start my own band then, maybe. And you, you can, dude, you, can get you should. Out. You should. <laughs> <laughs> All right, how can people get a hold of you guys? Uh, reach out to Jack Pincel. That, that's my father, I'm sure. A lot of you are, are familiar with him. Uh, he's an OG in the industry. Um, he kind of got started in the space when it first started really blowing up uh, in the Storm game. Reach out to him. Reach out to me on Facebook. What's, what's the dot .com? Uh, Hail911.com. Sweet. Check them yeah. out there. Uh, check out... The podcast is put on by hookagency.com, Hook Agency all over social. Tim, thank you so much for spending the time with us and uh, say thank you to your dad too. I know he's hanging out a little bit. Say what's up. Yeah. And I think you did an amazing job, Tim. Appreciate it, man. It was my first podcast ever, so uh, give me some slack when, when you guys are viewing this. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Comment below, like it, subscribe, and uh, yeah, appreciate everyone for watching. Appreciate it, Tim.